0: calling all my island women with big dreams in your heart, ambitious goals and a purpose that's been left untapped. Welcome home. You're in the right place. Welcome to Beyond the Reef podcast with me, Uilani Tewanga. My intention is to empower you to get unstuck, find your voice and create a life of purpose. From mindset and money to marriage for the driven island woman, will inspire you to draw from the mana and ancestral wisdom deep within so you can go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you captive. I want to help you completely rewrite your future. I know you have everything inside of you. You are ready to tap into a life that you once believed was impossible. As a wahine, as a wife, as a mom, as a powerful businesswoman, you are ready to go next level. To create the life of your dreams, to take ownership of your cash flow, and to create a freedom that other people say you can't have, to be the person you've always known you could be, not settling for anything less. It's time to go beyond the reef. Amazing. Well, welcome to another episode. This is going to be a really fun one. So make sure you have a pen and paper so you can take some awesome notes because we're going to do some strategy today. Always storytelling. That's just how we roll but I wanted to introduce a special guest and her name is Kainoa Lei. She is a mommy of three and her business is called Credit Edge Solutions. She does a lot of community work. She's so inspirational. And I just want to kind of dive in to talking about credit today. Like that was why I wanted her on the show. I think that that was a big Thing that you know so many of you were just saying I need to fix my credit I need to fix my credit when I had asked recently where do you struggle with your finances a lot of people say I just need to fix my credit and I want to just always always come from a place of we need to just drop the shame around where we are and it doesn't mean anything about us and this is just about learning and growing always. And so, Kainoa, thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited to learn from you and share a little bit about what we talked about. And just before we get started, we actually connected because of Instagram. And you know, for whatever you use social media for, I absolutely know that you will attract your people. And it was like. Kyokoa just totally brought us together. So I'm so excited for her to share a little bit about her story. But yeah, thanks, Ses, for being here.
1: You are so welcome. I am uh I'm floored by, you know, just you know, giving me your, your space and your time. I think it was, I totally agree with, you know, Akua, Nakupuna, you know, really just connecting us in, in our just most excellent Manawahine um, you know, uh, journey. So Uh, mahalo mahalo for having me here um but yeah let's 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 kuka kuka let's let's talk about you know how I got here because it's been a journey
0: yes so tell me a little bit about your business like I know it's going to be wrapped into motherhood and that story Mm -hmm. so I want to start there um just so people can kind of understand a little
1: bit about what you do and how you help absolutely uh so I actually I, I arrived at Credit Ed Solutions probably ending of 2016 into 2017, where I was in the, in the financial industry, um, you know, just working with some titans in the industry from, um, from paying off your mortgage in, you know, 10 years kind of software to a software that actually solves uh, financial literacy, helps them to plan and pay off long-term debt And so I came from that space um, and I had a business partner who became a really, really good friend who was in the credit repair business. And in 2017, we were kind of talking story. And I I really realized that some, the majority, not some, but the majority of the families that we were working with uh, to help with their finances, really, when you walk backwards, the issue was credit. Um, Mm -hmm. And there were, you know, other, Companies and organizations that were out there, you know, that were claiming financial literacy, but they weren't necessarily um, seeing these families through. Um, and so by the time, you know, I would meet with them and sit with them, I mean, they were strapped. Um, mm-hmm. they, you know, they were tied to a huge mortgage because majority of them were, you know, kind of like white collar, blue collar. So, um, you know, just hardworking Ohana um, here, I mean, well, on Maui. Mm-hmm and working with them you know sorry no this is good background. this is real life yeah but they know like yeah there will is, be kids in is, my
0: shows and is, she's okay. visiting family and so yeah it's all yeah.
1: good ohana so we, you know we you know just meeting with these ohana i realized you know um that credit became um one of the, the biggest issues and you know, it was also a pitfall, and it was also something that really prohibited them from taking the next step. Um, And so it just, it just made sense. Um, At the time, around 2017 into 2018, the government was really um, cracking down on the industry of uh, credit, uh, credit repair, because there are a lot of credit repair companies that were, you know, just illegally charging Uh, consumers, uh, they were doing, you know, just some really um, shady, um, shady things to many consumers and um, just meeting a majority of our families. uh, They were in a pickle, you know, they were in a bind um, and they were looking at kind of like a, a a fast track uh, fix, you know, to address their credit. Now, you know, when you, whatever, at whatever point, you know, life happens and life does happen. Mm-hmm. you know life comes in cycles, you know it can be very it's like a, it's like riding a wave, you know you can ride high and then man, when that you know tidal wave just takes you down and hits you to the ground, that's usually because of a circumstance. you know so something happens and it becomes major in most of the homes in Hawaii, you know whereby there's a you know there's a death you know, and the death of a family member, you know, who's, uh, is severely um, hindered or impacted, because that's the main source of income that comes into the house. Um, it could be an injury, it could be loss of family, it could be, you know, just a, a myriad of things, but it takes that one thing, usually, um, you know, that really hits uh, a family and really cripples them. Um, and so, you know, they 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 try to catch up you know and next thing you know the catch up becomes this long swim and the swim becomes you know just they're drowning in their debt um and so just taking a look at that i i worked with a my friend who was in the credit repair industry we were looking to she was looking to move away from the credit repair um industry totally um and i you know we just kind of got to talking and we masterminded on a bunch of ideas, and one of the ideas was to to take that um, credit repair model. And because the credit repair model, you have the credit repair company who is essentially the third party representative of the consumer. Between and Between so you, the consumer, and the, the consumer and the credit bureau. Okay. And so that uh, you know, that's where probably the most harm would be done because in Mm. essence that credit repair company would act on the consumer's behalf right so they could start off with usually a fee like a
0: absolutely a fee
1: a a pretty large fee and then in the early or the, the you know the the mid 2000s you know up until 2019 um you know credit repair companies were charging gosh up upwards of like 49 at minimum and almost $200 Um, but what they were also doing was quote unquote promising that they would delete um, information off of your your credit data and in the long term I'm sure the deletion you know to a consumer the consumer just didn't know any better Um, and a lot of times you know there was there was complexities you know between a FICO score and a Vantage score you know, what, what uh, a credit company was looking, looking for in terms of what your, your credit data should look like um, and really the score in general. But so many consumers were worried about the score mm-hmm. and not about what was really on their data file. Oh well, yeah, let
0: can we talk about that then because Absolutely. that is something I think is a huge misconception and I've been taught that huge. for so long like just focus on the number the number number so what <laughs> is most important
1: like what should we be focusing on you know it's you know credit is pretty diverse um you know it's it's a it's really not complex at all it's really just a mixture of uh, you know, installment loans. So like installment loans are typically like your car loans, mm-hmm. um, you know, whereby you, you make payments, and you know, you, you actually have a collateral. So the collateral you have is normally a car. So that's a perfect example of an installment loan. Um, and so the collateral is the car, right? And so if you don't make those payments, they will come and get the car. So your best bet is to, you know, for most people, you know the thing is is you know go out and get the best shiny awesome Acura BMW you know looking car and go out there and just you know go for broke, not you know only worry about what you um, can afford, but not really looking at what can work for you if that makes sense right. So an installment loan you know a lot of times um, most consumers will shop on you know, they're, they will shop on need, right? Need and want. And so you walk into the dealership and you think, okay, I want that car, right? And then most people know that it's just this, you know, it could, it could be like this stomach wrenching time frame where, you know, do I qualify for credit? How much can I put down? Um, how much can I actually qualify for? And I really want that car. And so the installment loan really is a type of loan that that gives uh, the, the co- that actually comes with collateral. So when you have an installment loan and it, it's uh, together on your, your credit report, um, the next mix or, or what they call credit mix would be like a, a revolving account. So a revolving account is like a credit card, Um, you know, and that could be anywhere from, you know, your typical store cards, which are the Walmarts. Um, I swear everybody has a Victoria's Secret card of some sort. (laughs) And there's your, there's your, um, you know, then you actually have your, um, your major credit cards, which are your Chase Banks, you know, your MasterCard visas, um, and also with uh, American Express. So a credit report is a complex. a myriad of different types of credit um, you know credit products and so on your credit report um, it's in the best interest of the consumer to have a mix of these things you know an installment loan a store credit card a revolving credit card um, and also you know some sort of loan product so a loan product is normally you know products that you get um, you know, a lot of times the, the banks in Hawaii, you know, will offer loan products to, you know, pay off debt. So, you know, those three types of uh, credit mixes on your credit report really plays into uh, kind of like the first layer, right? You have, a, you have these three types of, of um, uh, credit products on your credit data. Now, the next thing is, A lot of times uh, the industry standard is really, they say, 35%, what they call credit utilization, which Mm -hmm. is on your your credit cards. Uh, That is true. However, the real real deal industry standard um, is really 10%. That's like the magic number. And when you think about it, right, even if you had a $200 card or a $500 card, think about 10%. What is ten percent to two hundred dollars? Twenty dollars, right, right? So, um, you know, and you know that that is kind of like the the magic number, but especially in Hawaii, that's not the reality. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. people are, you know, it's it's income, right? Income-driven uh, expenses or in, excuse me, income-driven um, activities that we're really um, are really the the big, big issue, you know, because in order to be able to, uh, leverage your, your credit file to your income, you have to have some sort of, you know, constant income coming in to be able to pay off your installment loan, to be able to pay off your revolving, you know, debt. So, um, it's, it's really those three things along with, uh, the debt to income ratio. Um, I think, um that really the debt people to income ratio
0: is that the you think the biggest
1: pool on your score it it is it's it's half of debt to income ratio the other half is just really paying bills on time Got it. um one one late payment on a credit report could set you back uh automatically sets you back little uh, industry standard is about two years with wow. one late payment Mm-hmm. um and then sets you back anywhere from 35 to 75 points that you don't really you don't get to make back you right. know so you'd have to reset from that point um you know and, and that's another thing that i i did i had to learn about credit was that um you know you can lose points you know you can make a late payment um but with credit it's you know, you, you have a chance to kind of like do over. There, there is a do over point, you know, because hopefully you learn your lesson, right? And, and maybe something had happened, you know, uh, especially during COVID. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the banks and a lot of the um, credit card companies are very lenient on deferring, um, you know, people's mortgage payments, car payments, just across the board. Um, but uh, on a, you know, aside or outside of the pandemic, um, there, there are really, you know, ways in which, you know, late payments could adverse, can adversely affect your credit for over two years, but you can also be able to, from that point on, you can actually fix that by just paying your bills on time after that. Amazing. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I asked one
0: of, well, I asked the question in my Beyond the Reef Sisterhood Facebook group. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we have a credit specialist coming. Like, what's the number one thing you'd like to learn? And it was about charge offs. And yeah. I, cool. when I was in the financial industry, I was like, oh, charge offs. <laughs> it was so confusing I- to me. I don't even still know how to explain it fully. Will you explain the difference between, you know, yeah,
1: a charge off? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a lot of the reason why I created, um, I, I created the software Um, because the software it you know initially by all accounts aside from the software a consumer is really able to work directly with their creditors right Um, engage whether it be you know call them whether it's sending a letter you know to the uh, to the creditor um, you know the creditors, you know, aren't necessarily—they don't have to be open to you, you know, repaying or um, trying to, you know, configure a, a payment plan mm-hmm. um, with them. But but most of them want your money, right? So the last thing that they want to do is send you to collections, right? Um, so the purpose of you know creating the uh, the software was to solve such um, confusion, you know, like charge offs because. Once your account gets into a charge off, it is in the consumer's best interest to directly reach out to, um, you know, usually it's the collection company and, and not to kind of go down a rabbit hole, but there is definitely a fine line between uh, validating your information on your credit report and ensuring that your information that they're reporting on you on your credit report is in fact, correct. Right. And, and nine times, and that's 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 exactly nine times out of ten, every single credit report that is on someone is incorrect because of moving or name because changes of, or of just name human changes, error. address. It can be human error. It could it could be just you know a, a misreport. It could be off by by numbers. So a lot of times, um, and and a strategy is that if So essentially what happens is if the consumer discovers an error on their credit report, let's say in an, in a charge off. Now, if the creditor cannot prove that the debt in fact belongs to that consumer, and I mean, that consumer has to match name, first name, middle name, last name, last known address, and then the social security number. So the social security number could match you, but if that name or address doesn't, then there could be a there's a gap because if the creditor cannot validate that it belongs to the consumer cannot validate that debt then that means essentially by industry standard the credit credit company has to remove it they don't always do it like the way you know efficiently as they should but if the creditor cannot prove that the debt in fact belongs to um, the consumer the creditor has to remove it from the credit report until Amazing. they can, until that they can they can prove that it does. So back in the '90s and into the 2000s, and that was what fed or fueled um, the credit repair, you know, frenzy, so to speak, mm-hmm. was because <clears throat> what what credit card companies were doing was, you know, they were just uh, they were erasing the debts by basically taking it off their books and, you know, taking it off and and paying uh, companies uh, to actually take on the debt. And then they were converted to these collection companies. Well, these collection companies were working in direct partnership uh, with some of the major banks, major credit cards. And um, what they would do is off, offset the debt, right? And then <clears throat> offset the debt And then um, they were charging the client or the consumer an added fee because when they converted it to this collection company, of course, most consumers at the time were just like, yeah, the debt is mine, but this is how much I owe. So they wouldn't exactly know how much they owe. And the, the collection companies would actually overcharge them. Wow. Right. And so they were. It was it was a, a pretty incredible scam um, that mm-hmm. really led to led to you know f the uh, FCC and SEC to really crack down. But it took it took ten or fifteen years for the industry to kind of stabilize, um, and that was a part of the the reason why two thousand eight two thousand nine you know crashes happened mm-hmm. because these major banks were borrowing or hedging off of bad. You know credit files, um, and then borrowing uh, off the difference of it, and so that hugely impacted, um, you know, just people's or consumers' trust in uh, credit repair companies. But in order to solve their their credit issues, they had to go to their credit companies to fix or to address. Um, and so there was kind of like this back and forth about. Um, you know, like what was happening and how they were going to address it to favor the consumers. Because for years, it was favoring the banking industries. It was favoring, um, you know, um, major credit card companies like Chase. And um, so there was a a major upheaval, but it took 15 to 20 years. And by then, I mean, you know, coming from the 2008-2009 crash, I mean, families were like decimated. You know, and that recovery was almost it was it was so difficult to recover from that, that most people who lost a home in 2000, 2008, and that's including in Hawaii. Right. um, You know, uh, we're just not able to recover credit wise. Do you Um, feel
0: that? And I know this is a very loaded question, so it's okay if you don't answer, you can be like, well, just sit with that. It's okay. Um, Do you feel like within the credit industry running you know, by the banks and whatnot, do you feel like there's discrimination in the credit files, like knowing where these certain, I mean, cause I would love to just believe that it's just numbers, <laughs> but we hear about this like big divide.
1: Do you think there's discrimination within the credit girls? 1000%. I think that's what made me lean in even more, mm. um, you know, that was, you know, I, I saw because I saw firsthand. You know, my parents lost their home in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. You know, because of you know just just a, a real simple sidestep that could have been addressed early on. You know, when they were looking at um, you know using the equity to borrow on and to pay off some of the debt that they had. I mean, it could have been a simple fix, but right. turned out. Um, and I and I know cases and. You know, and uh, yeah, I know cases that, you know, banks such as Chase, you know, basically sold off uh, people's mortgages um, to other entities, created shell companies so that, um, you know, they could sell off bad mortgages or or mortgages that were in trouble. um, And they were actually selling them off to the open market and by the time the consumer uh, was able to figure out who they were paying their mortgage to it was already lost in the frost and pop- and actually uh, in the process of uh, you know like in Hawaiian homes it's a lease cancellation or a mortgage cancellation gosh that is and so um, sis. I'm so there's sorry. so many families you know and there but there's uh, you know when you're going through it that's one thing you know and I was away right. at college at the time But um, when I came back and, you know, just I I, there was easily on Maui 30 to 45 families that have been had went through the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do this, you know, kind of like this shell game, you know, of, oh, you know, it belonged to this, you know, this debt company. Oh, your mortgage went to this company. Oh, went to this company. It was like this big coconut shell game. Um, And that's what really you know, it just just hit me, um, you know, because it was like, if we don't, if we don't want to know better, then how can we be better, you know, and you make those mistakes, but everybody makes mistakes, it's not a perfect world, we should be making mistakes, because that's what, you know, that's what tells us, you know, okay, what are we going to do next, you know, Um, but you when got you, activated
0: you, take- mm-hmm. you got activated yeah that
1: experience absolutely mm-hmm. you know and I thought something has to be done you know right. and, um, I was just glad to partner how old know, were your when children we when you got into the the financial space geez I think my I had just I just had Leana. so Leana was like one so Leana's my, Uh, my second oldest, and um, I think she was, um, I was transitioning, so I used to work for uh, Verizon for a really long time, Uh, and I traveled a lot, so when I, you know, like, agreed to have my second child, um, I I knew I had to come home, because I was traveling um, around the continent, and I knew I had to come home. So that was, you know, working from home and getting into the financial industry was kind of my my answer mm-hmm. to become a stay-at-home mom. And um, so I needed to figure out, you know, what was my skill set and how could I, you know, like release it, you know, into the world. So that that really helped me, and that really was my my journey, you know, the crossover, so to speak, from moving from corporate world. Into the entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the the entrepreneurial space was because of my my need and my desire, you know, to to stay at home. So because I was kind of like a a motor, butt. <laughs> you know, I always needed to stay busy. Uh, because within six months that I had her, I was like, oh god, I, I don't know, if I can stay home, you know. But it it helped me, it motivated me um, to know that you know I could I could help people and, um, yeah, and so I got both. involved mm-hmm. I could do both you know and um, people think that you know being an entrepreneur is like oh it's easy it's this but it is not right sis like <laughs> right time, time we don't work nine to five we work we do 5 a.m to 10 p.m <laughs> I don't <In> even <laughs> know sometimes in between life and dishes and food and yeah. whatever it, it's you know, if there's anything about about entrepreneurial, you know, um, entrepreneurial journey is really time management mm. um, who I've, I've had to, you know, get a little bit better because, um, you know, when, when you're an entrepreneur, and you're at home. The dishes can wait, the laundry can wait, you know, and you just kind of have literally to, to before we got on this
0: call, I had to go shove all my laundry in my daughter's room. <laughs> so, this is good for everybody's hair. Okay. I was like, oh, let me just, I don't need to fix my hair, but I'm definitely going to shove the laundry in
1: the corner. Yeah. Just pick this up and just move this here, yeah. right? Yeah. Just move right. it to the next spot. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, no, so, this is so good. I, um,
0: you know, when it comes to credit, it was just funny when you said that you were working for Verizon because I had, it's a funny story I, should, I just wanted to share. Something I was like putting our my one phone that I had for, for my own self for the longest time and then I brought it into the family plan and I thought I paid off everything in the store, but then they're like, no, you still have to pay. And I paid the exact amount, but they put it to the <laughs> wrong account. And then I had this on my credit report for literally years and I just was like, no matter what I wrote into the credit bureaus and all that kind of stuff, like it just stayed with me. So I just think it was such, it's such a game. And when people understand that it's a game, it's not necessarily I'm good or bad. It's more empowering that way. And I'm sure you could probably speak to that, but I want to ask you like, what's the biggest myth when it comes to credit quote unquote repair? Cause everyone thinks I can do better. I'm sure we can all do better, but like, what's the biggest myth that you hear when you're sitting with your clients?
1: Um, can I just get all of this information deleted? Uh. <laughs> it's like, no, you know. Um, and um, so people promising times, that you just be like exactly, run away. and yeah. and not mm-hmm. just not just promising, but the consumer thinking that all they gotta do is pay this X amount to this company, and then they'll get it deleted, mm-hmm. but. What they don't understand it's, is that there's there's good and bad information that can be deleted, and sometimes it's the good information that really gets deleted. And, and what you want to leave back on your credit report is the time when you paid your bills on time. Is the you know the time where you had you know access to a ten thousand dollar loan but you paid it you know on time. You may have had one late payment or so but it's on your credit report, right? Um, a lot of times what people, the myth is really, you know, how can I delete this from my account? Mm-hmm. And, and you really want to um, be able to show, uh, you know, whoever it is that you're going to apply for credit, you know, future creditors, that that you had, you know, a, a time in your, um, when, when you were paying bills on time, um, you know, when, when you had a, a credit, information that was incorrect and then you fixed it now when they when collections get onto your account that's the time that you can actually you know you can actually get them deleted Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a good thing but to just you know arbitrarily want to say okay you know I want this deleted off my uh, credit report can in fact hurt your credit report overall Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, like, and and I'm honestly still learning. Um, you know, uh, the the software I have is really about algorithm, so mm-hmm. it's very very specific to your credit data, your credit information. Um, one more thing that I did want to add is, you yeah. know, Equifax, Experian. Um, although in the background, you know, they they are you know the two of the three major credit bureaus. But uh, what the two credit bureaus have done, and they've they've had to get better um, because of SEC ruling, is because they they actually sell your data information. So Experian Experian and Equifax, at one point or another, was basically a a platform that was consisted of mostly all of the major banks. And when I say most of the major banks, the, the bad banks. So, oh, so that's why when we pay stuff down,
0: we get all these new offers constantly. Yes. Oh, okay. So no they, yeah. sell sell <laughs> they sell your
1: data. They sell your data. And they're, because they're consistent, you know, part of their uh, network is comprised off of most of the major banks. Mm-hmm. Um, so major banks feed into these credit bureaus and, uh, you know, they basically identify, um, you know, it's, it's made, it's geared so that they want to identify you know, credit-worthy uh, clients, right? So for every cre- you know, credit-worthy client, um, you know, most of the time a credit-worthy client will be able to you know, get into one of their cars and you just keep extending, extending credit out, right? Right. Um, and, and so part of the software push was to so that, the, the credit data that we have, mm-hmm. we house, and it never gets sold. Amazing. So like your your credit karma, your credit sesame, you know, that's great. You know, those are great tools to begin with. Um, Experian also um, has been a lot better. That's why you see them all over the place with Experian, you know, um, they can have, you can have a, a f- access to your free credit report. Um, you know, just which during everyone gets COVID, right? once a Which year. everyone gets once a year with COVID. I like to, you know, say bravo to the industry because they went ahead and they released all consumers for this entire year of the pandemic to have have complete sorry, complete access to their their credit reports. Um, so you get access to your credit reports. However, you don't. Um, there's some parts of your report that are missing. So bravo to the industry, because, you know, during the pandemic, they, um, you know, they, they really came through with the consumers or for the consumers. Um, but there was a long time coming, you know, because between the credit bureaus and a lot of the major banks, you know, um, they took advantage of the majority of the consumers for years. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, it's just, you know. That myth of uh, deleting your accounts, you know, it's really about just just know what's on your credit report, you know, know what's on there, validate it. If it's incorrect, validate it. If it's, you know, if something doesn't doesn't uh, is um, is not correct or not being reported correctly by um, a creditor, mm-hmm. call them on it, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's something small, because that little something small could adversely affect your credit you know down the line wow yeah and so
0: you know as we're talking into credit which maybe i'm I'm thinking i want to do something fun when i promote this i want to talk now kind of switching into another hat that Kainoa wears is she is a part of shawl and i'm going to have her explain about that but it deals with the homestead associations and This is such a loaded topic, which is like a whole another episode. But what I want to just talk about is like keeping the belief that it is possible for you. Because I think it all stems there. Ah, I'm not going to get a home. Ah, My credit junk. Ah, I understand because where my financial journey actually began was looking at my credit. When I was told, oh, we're going to be selling the house that you're renting. I looked into my credit report and I was like, holy crap. It's because I didn't want to look at it. It's because I just was like, oops, I forgot to pay it. My bad. I'm a good person. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I just thought, sorry, sorry. I really just didn't understand the weight of it. We were so young. Mm -hmm. And then I just saw this massive wall, Like, how will I ever get to a point where I'll be quote unquote worthy? So I know that was a lot backstory, but you know, to the person who's looking at their credit report, who really wants to get a home, specifically, hopefully, in, in Hawaiian homes, because this is this audience,
1: where should they, like, really begin? Whew, that is a loaded question. <laughs> but again, you know, that that is, I mean, it's it can be a loaded question. So if you are a um, Hawaiian homelands beneficiary, so if you are on the list, right, right, um all is not lost um but but there are a, a couple of things that uh, as a beneficiary i minus all the systemic learned. things yeah like we're not going to talk yes, about like yes, government reform we go down, like we're just talking about personal responsibility there, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes absolutely as a beneficiary i can actually honestly say if you know that you have been on the list then i would definitely reach out and i can provide you with the links um i definitely reach out to dhhl directly um, and make sure that your information is in fact correct. So, just like your credit report, right? You want to make sure that your, your address and your phone number um, is going to, you know, is correct in the DHHL file. Um, and, and that's really the first thing that I learned about so many um, Hawaiians was, um, you know, that a, a lot of times when I was meeting with them, you know be like oh how long you you know are you on the list oh like 15 years 17 years 20 years um and then so have you updated your information it's like no but I'm gonna wait on the list it was like Mm. okay no you know Mm. so we would we found you know that there were different needs for different types of beneficiaries but it all came back to just follow up with DHHL you know and you know it it's a government issue, so sometimes you can get caught up in the bureaucracy. Totally. Um, and I all I can say is it is painful. Um, and so we're that's why you know part of the shaw's policy work is to unhinge that pain from the beneficiaries. That's really what it is. Um, the policy that we're writing now is really 100% based on if you. If you DHHL, if you are selling our land, if you are leasing our land to non-beneficiaries, if you are, you know, kind of jumping the list uh, without beneficiary consultations, without beneficiary knowledge, aole, you cannot, you, you cannot do that already. Right. And if you are not working with Hawaiian Homestead uh, Associations across the Paiaina, or you're not working with the beneficiary group, aole. You know, um, and so as the policy of Shaw is being created, and there are many, many policies that have come through even during COVID, and I'm so proud um, of the work that we've done uh, because we're really starting to see it. Um, just one of the the, the last uh, the last policy uh, changes is. Uh, Senator Kai Kahele, so we have to, you know, I'll send you links too so you can, you know, bravo him or, you know, malama him because he did support a resolution to move the 50% um, blood quantum to one third. So crossing our fingers, the resolution has been signed, docked by um, Kai Kahele, and um, we, can, we can start to see that move. Um, and, and what that really means is as a 50 percenter, most of us who are half Hawaiian probably, you know, have children that, you know, through, you know, interracial marriage, you know, not marrying, you know, Kanaka to Kanaka, um, you know, are, are losing that bloodline, right? right. That blood quantum. Right. Um, and that's, that's by DHHL standard. That was certainly not uh, for the, the prince with Prince Kuhio um Prince Kuhio didn't give a number you know we were Kanaka mm-hmm. um, we were tied to the land and the land trust so what that really means is um that our children's children with the passing of this resolution will have the ability to um obtain Hawaiian homelands you know so that's a really big deal, it's a big um, deal. for us it's, yeah that's a big deal it'll never so be ideal been...
0: for everyone but I hope no. that people listening will just be like it's important for all of us to get into rooms. And that's why yes. I really asked Kainoa to really be here because mm-hmm. I'm going to corporate, to mom life, to now finding like, it wasn't just, I don't want to do laundry. It's like, I have a voice. I have a purpose yep. and a passion that I'm literally being called to. Um, something yes. that I've been sh- you know starting to share in my, my workshop is like, for me, money is medicine. Like, Mm-mm. you know, and it's just it's a tool for healing. It's been used to divide and all these things, and just like how you know, this I've been called in, in different areas to Malama. You've been called to these different areas, and you're like, How did this all happen? I was working at Verizon store and now I'm working right. on like learning the you know, making resolutions for blood content. Like you just never know, but we know it's because of Kupuna, yeah. like we know it's from Kiakua. So I just love this the story. We mm-hmm. gotta think bigger and lean into the what-if situations because only if we go absolutely if we could change it that's why i think wahine and
1: leadership freaking matters (laughs) like restoring balance does (laughs) you know and um that's the part and you know just kind of uh the synopsis of of my journey was uh 2019 I was really missing my kupuna and I'm kind of like the the ma'a right for my, my grandmother. And um, I was just really missing them, like got to the point where I don't know if it was, a, you know, depression of some sort, but I was just really missing them. And um, I come from a long line of, you know, just um, sorry, um, you know, very strong, you know, grandmothers and their grandmothers. And anyway, so long story short, I was really missing them. So one day, um, I was at home and I was visited by my my grandmother, my great grandmother, my great aunt, and then my mom's mom. Mm-hmm. And basically, the vision was they showed me this table that I was sitting at, um, and all it was, was just a kupuna. So I was sitting at the end of this table and all on this long round table had all kupunas. So it was just like, what is that for? Right. You know, like, yeah. What is this gonna do for me? Um, and that was the vision. Um, a week later, I met the first kupuna. Honest, I mean, just, I'm just trying to, you know, just talk wow. about, you know, journey and foresight and just, wow. Um, I met the first kupuna, which is Auntie Kekoa Inamodo, who is my okay. first first mentor, and then um, met her from that night. She didn't want to let me leave. It was, it was just crazy. Wow. Um, she didn't want to let me leave. I, I sat in um, to a Hawaiian Homes Commission Act briefing um, mm-hmm. at the UHMC, um, and a friend of mine actually lived back up a little bit. So I had that dream and then my friend handed me this packet she handed it to me and she said I want you to check this out because you know I don't know anything about it we just came back from this this uh event in from Oahu and I want you to check it out so I'm like okay so I read this entire packet it was it was about 300 and some odd pages all together with all these other links and stuff to it and I'm a wonk so I'm gonna read stuff and um I read it, so she gave it to me on a Friday. By Sunday morning, I was knocking on her door and I was like, sis, do you know what this is? And she was like, she laughed and she said, because you, you're the only person that I know of in this world that would actually read all this yeah. shit. That's yeah. what she said. <laughs> She's like, because I didn't and I didn't understand any of it. And if anybody was going to understand it, it would have been you. And uh-huh. I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. So she said, come with me to attend this meeting. It was a, about a week and a half later. I found myself sitting in front of um, the Hawaiian Homes Commission Act, Auntie Kekoa, right there. She, she, she knew and it was funny because I was, I was after everybody talked, she had to leave with um, our other mentor, Puanani Danner, who was a chair of the Shah. And I was trying to make my way. And I couldn't because people were trying to talk to me and whatnot, and so they had left because she had to take Puanani back to the airport. So I was like, okay, you know, like, I'll, I'll, I'll probably reach out and talk with her at, at some point. Didn't think anything, talk, talk, and we were trying to, you know, leave and I actually came with one of my good friends. And then a couple of minutes, you know, as we were just at the door, Kakoa comes in and she goes, "Oh my gosh!" She turns right to me and she she points right at me and she says, "I'm so glad you're here. We've been talking about you, and I want I want to meet up with you." So I'm like, "This is already 8:30." I'm like, "I'm talking to Okupuna. I'm like, Auntie, yeah, well, let's you know, let's go have coffee tomorrow." She was like, "Oh no, girlfriend, we're gonna go out tonight." <laughs> right now, <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> okay and that you know and that was really history that was really history um because after that you know I I realized um the weight and magnitude of what I was about to get to Mm -hmm. and after that every single step after that it was just one door after another of people and women um other women you know teaching about Hawaiian you know Hawaiian Homes Commission Act you know policy and all I mean just things that just had moved at such a quick pace by the time I met the third or fourth Malawahine I wasn't even surprised I mean I really wasn't because I mean and we, we would connect and then they would just share and I mean share cried like, mm. oh my god you know like i you know I, I heard about you but i never you know thought that i was actually meet you because i think sp- you know spoke so much about you and I'm just like me I'm like you know but i, I just i didn't um I, I had to go with it and um so one. so then uh covid happened and during covid i, I really realized how much we native hawaiians were going to be shut out Um, Because a lot of things were happening. um, And I just became, um, I offered my services as a Zoom facilitator, um, so that I was able to help Hawaiian homestead associations across Maui and Moloka'i to be able to uh, group, you know, to have their their monthly meetings. Um, I, I taught them how to, to walk through Zoom because I practically lived on Zoom for years, right, you know, building right. credit, credit ed solutions. And um, that's really kind of how it started. Um, and I, I it was just because I was the, the Hawaiian homestead you know, virtual facilitator, I kind of turned it into like this part-time gig, you know, during COVID. Um, and we opened up many, many opportunities to bring um, capital resources in um training from you know credit literacy training um we were able to offer uh resources when um government cares act money was coming in that was very Mm -hmm. specific to to native hawaiians um and to this day um i'm very proud because you know in that vision of kupuna's i feel well i know not feel but feel and know that I, I met at least six of them by now amazing so amazing you know that I just I just me met, met one yeah I just met one from Kahikinui, which you know she got introduced to me via FaceTime when they were traveling and I I, I was like I, I know her already uh, I mean she she was probably one of the last ones you know just kind of sitting at that table so it's you know sometimes I had to you know tell myself like oh my am I really supposed to be doing this like, I just you know I this thought so I was much. going to go out there yeah I just love this like, so much our, our kupuna
0: were perfect examples how they blended the spiritual and the physical yeah. realms and I think we yeah. try to make this like oh I can do that when I'm in the lo-i. I can do that when I'm at right. Halipule, or like I can do I can do yeah. spirituality like you know journaling but no spirituality can it, it it's a part of who we are, and we take who it we into are every mm-hmm. single facet of our life, including absolutely. credit. Like your kupona will and be leading you in, like getting call for your house. Like
1: that's absolutely work in your money. So right. that's so beautiful, says and I love that story so much. Yeah. So I just absolutely. figured I I shared, you know, how it all started, and you know where where I was at. You know, and it doesn't have to make of- sense
0: that's the that's the it part of it. like I don't know right I'm just leaning in like and I'm like it's open the uh, doors and so
1: yeah and I had to trust it you know um bottom voice? line is is yeah. I had to trust it um and and if you're you know for those of you who are you know just either wanting to lean in but are in that you know kind of gap that middle you know, do I, do I not, you know, it's like, go within, because no one else knows what you need to do, but you and Akua, it's it's really, that's, that's really what it is, you know, no one can tell you otherwise, you know, Um, and so my, between my family, you know, and my children, they've just supported, you know, every Konare move I made, you know, it's just like one after another, so, there are times where I'm just, like, I'm not
0: supposed to be doing this, like, you know. I'm being but, called bigger um, than I'm, like, oh, yeah, I think I'm yeah. ready for it. But that is literally what Beyond the Reef just represents. And so I'm so, yeah. so grateful that you, you know, shared your story. There's, I'm going to link list all the links, you know, down <laughs> below. Um, yeah. And you need to go and really, like, check them out and read, yeah. <laughs> like, not asking right. you to do 300 pages, but one no. of the things I, I want to share is we talked about this, and, and I'm just going to give the little back door, you know, because oh, that's what we do. And, you know, she, this is not a charity, right? Credit Edge Solutions is a legitimate business, but it propels you forward. And one of the things that she was told was, oh, Hawaiians not going to pay that. Oh, Hawaiians, they're not going to afford that. But I'm like, people listening in, this is all of the personal development world and the investing in yourself to better yourself. It is unreal what a steal <laughs> her program is. And I'm coming from a place of like, oh my gosh, I used to sell like grand's <laughs> worth of stuff that won't produce even like a smidget of what credit edge solutions. So seriously, you got to hear heart you got to hear where she's coming from and if you're like yes I need to get my I know this I'm being called to do certain works that's going to require funds it's going to require me to you know really get on top of my finances this is the place you need to start and this is definitely the woman that you need to connect with so Kainoa I just want to tell you Mahalo says again you're incredible. I'm sure we'll have you back. <laughs> we'll talk Hawaiian home kind things yes. or spirit things yes. or whatever. Let's,
1: yeah, let's do Hawaiian home kind things. I mean, yeah. we host easily three to four homestead meetings um, a month. Um, there's a couple big ones at the Shaw. You know, is where we'll be releasing. But there's so many. There's so many opportunities for beneficiaries, far more than I think we could ever, um, we could ever think. Um, there, there are capital resources for natives that will literally rain on us, Amazing. but we are not going to be able to take care or, or take advantage of those things un- unless we position ourselves. Yes. And, and that's the bottom line. You know, that's, that's position ourselves. Let's get maokakao. You know, there's so many I've met. Oh my God. Play so the long game. Kanaka. Play
0: the long game. You know, this is not really like, overnight. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep, It is not overnight. Um, and that is a myth. You know right. that um it's it's an overnight success or it's an overnight uh decision on your yes, credit. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's long term, yeah. you know. But so generational wealth,
0: yes, yes. Exciting. Thank you so much. Mahalo, and I appreciate your ohana in the back. <laughs> they're the real MVPs. So <laughs>
1: they're sweet. like in and out, but and now we will I will take
0: care of my laundry. But until then, we're so grateful that you're here and we'll see you on the next episode. Aloha. Aloha. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you loved what you heard and just want to share it with all your titas out there, sis do me a favor, screenshot post and tag me on Instagram so I can stock your profile and we can connect more. There's so much goodness coming your way so don't forget to subscribe and I would love it if you left a 5 star review so we can grow this space for our wahine. Mahalo for being here. Now get out and show the world how amazing you are.